I just go from place to place and do what I do best. What's that? Show off. Yeah, you do do that well. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the advice. Carpe diem. Seize the day. The comebacks. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. <laughs> and the technology. Are you telling me you built a time machine? What about DeLorean? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And Brad in LA. And today we tip our cowboy hats to the bandit. It's our tribute show to the late Burt Reynolds. Because if I had enough time, I would take those rosary bleeds and uh, stuff them up your nose. These bleeds? <laughs> those bleeds here. Yeah. You gonna take these and shove them up? I'd take these bleeds here. What? These bleeds? These rosary bleeds? <laughs> Stuck in the 80s, remember? <laughs> Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and the CLNS Media mobile app. And don't forget to listen to our podcast at the CLNS Media website. You can find it at clnsmedia.com. And as always, if you love our show, share the links on social media. And don't forget to like our page on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Steve joining us today. It's a man with only one name, just Drew. I mean, technically, it's two names, but I couldn't come up with anything cute. So that's why I was like, ah, it's just Drew. <laughs> so here I am. Well, hi, guys. Hey. <laughs> it's funny. As we started this show, to pull back the curtains a little bit, you know, it's, we're, we're going to try to have a memorial show. We've done our fair share of these stuck in the 80s over the years. This is one of the few. Unfortunately. One, this is one of the few ones where it got started off by us kind of laughing and quoting Burt Reynolds' lines and not being able to read our lines seriously because we just. I, I celebrate the guy f- through his laughs. <laughs> I just, I, yeah. as, as sad as we were to hear him passing, when you talk about him, it's impossible to talk about him without quoting his best comic lines and, and stuff like that. And so I hope this will be a lighthearted podcast and tribute to a man who whose career really didn't span one particular decade. I mean, he had more comebacks in him than, you know, Green Bay Packers in a Super Bowl game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny you said that about his laugh, because that's one of the things I always loved about him was that tremendous laugh. (laughs) When I was getting ready for this podcast, I clicked on a bunch of trailers from his older movies, you know, back in the late 70s, early 80s. 
And almost right. every one of those trailers had that trademark laugh of his, which was just the best. And I think that he also said at one point, you know, I may not be the best actor, but nobody's had more fun than me. Yes. <laughs> Burt Reynolds, the legendary actor whose career did in fact span decades, uh, died on September 6th at age 82. Reports said that Reynolds, who had struggled in recent years with health problems, suffered a heart attack and died with his family around him. His remains have been cremated. Uh, this week, his niece, uh, Nancy Lee Hess, released a statement which reads in part, My uncle was not just a movie icon. He was a generous, passionate, sensitive man who was dedicated to his family, friends, fans, and acting students. So many people have already contacted me to tell me how they benefited professionally and personally from my uncle's kindness. I just want to thank all of his amazing fans who have supported and cheered him on through all the hills and valleys of his life and career. Nice statement. And I think it sums it up real shortly what we'll end up spending the next half an hour talking about. Yeah. 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 He, he's always been known as, as a very loyal person. And, and the problem was, is he... I don't know if it was drugs or alcohol or what it was that kind of got a hold of him for a little while, but he he ended up having some problems in the late eighties, early nineties, you know, with that stuff and some personal demons. And it it kind of messed up some of those relationships. And he later went on to say, you know, he, he especially when he was doing some some TV shows in the nineties, he was kind of really messed up. And he just wanted to tell a lot of people, he says, you know, I, I'm really sorry for what happened to me back then. I, I it was wrong of the way I treated uh, some people and and he did have a lot of that that loyalty early on that a lot of friends, when he did go down that path, when he asked for their forgiveness, they were happy to give it to him. They knew that that wasn't him in the end. It was, it was other stuff. Right. What was the first time you were aware of Burt Reynolds? Like, what was your, what's your opening uh, moment for him, Brad? Gosh, I mean, pop culture was kind of soaking in him in the late seventies when we were, when we were in junior high and coming into high school. I mean, he was omnipresent. But I mean, I think the first when I when I think Burt Reynolds, I immediately think Cannonball Run. This is the story of an average guy and a beautiful girl. Hi. Don't tell me your name. I'll just call you Beauty. You must be a sensitive person. I bet you're a fan of Rod McEwens. I try to be. And his best friend. I am Captain Chaos. Been a cop long. And a family doctor. Leash. Come on right here. And how they all set out one day in an ambulance from New York to California at 150 miles per hour. I know that's not his first movie, but that's the one I'm most familiar with. It was on, yeah. you know, HBO or something. It was one of those movies that was on every day. And my friends and I probably watched it every day. And I can quote that movie front <laughs> to back. Drew what, yeah. Drew, what about you? What was, what was your... The first memory of Burt Reynolds. Well, I'd have to say it's it's uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. Uh, the first one. Now get the Texarkana and back in 28 hours. That's no problem. It ain't never been done before, hot shit. Watch your language, little lady. The problem is that Coors Beer, you take that east of Texas and that's, uh, that's bootlegging. You know, I believe you're just a little bit scared. That's great psychology. Why don't you just say something bad about my mother? Shortly after Burt did Smokey and the Bandit, the first one. My, he, was, he was a client of my father's. Um, my dad was a financial planner. And Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was uh, my dad. This is kind of funny because it's, it's because of this podcast, I found out that my father is a damn dirty liar. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) And while I got you on the phone, Drew, that's not actually your mother. (laughs) Yeah. No, what it was is when I was a kid, uh, and I bragged about this for years, that he was my dad's client. And my dad went back to, um, at one point, to Burt's Ranch in Jupiter, Florida. Now, you know, he was born in Michigan, Burt was, but he came to Florida. I believe he played football at FSU and he ended up spending a lot of his time in Jupiter, Florida. And he had this big ranch there. And so my dad got to go back and spend a week at Bert's ranch. And Bert also had this like dinner theater and this whole thing. And my dad told me all these stories about spending time with Bert. Well, he didn't spend time with Bert Jr. that we all know and love. He spent time on the ranch with Bert Sr. And so <laughs> technically he didn't lie to me, but he lied to me <laughs> because I've been telling everybody, oh yeah, my dad spent a week with Bert. Not the Bert. So yeah, uh, it's kind of funny. That's when I you guys approached me and said you wanted to do this podcast. I called my dad and I was like, you know, so tell me about that. And that's when the truth came out that oh, my dad's yeah. a damn dirty liar. So so, so he, let me let me make sure I'm understanding this correctly. So he, yeah. your dad worked with Bert's dad. Well, he worked with with the business manager, and the business manager, and technically Bert Junior. Everybody on the ranch called him Buddy. Because it was Bert was Bert Senior. Oh, okay. So, Bert, um, so my so dad Bert, was. Back. Wait a minute. So I'm confused. So Bert Senior is yeah. Bert Reynolds that we know. No. Okay. Bert Senior no, is Bert Reynolds. Dad. Bert Reynolds' dad. dad. Is Bert. The Bert Reynolds we know is Bert Junior. Okay. And everybody called Bert Junior. They called him Buddy on the ranch because his dad was still alive and was around. Wow. So he was Bert. So my dad technically did spend that time with Bert Reynolds, just not <laughs> the one. Yeah, there's a and you know, there. and my dad said one of the things that that always stood out to him was that at one point when they were talking about the ranch and they were talking about changing some things around, my dad pointed out that if you change this plan, all the guys who work on the ranch they're going to be kicked off. They're not going to be covered. It was some pension four hundred one k. I'm not exactly sure which was. Yeah. And so the business manager went and talked to Bert Junior. The Bert. And Bert Jr. came back. He said, no, 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 don't change the plan. Keep the, I want these guys taken care of. And my dad said that uh, in all the 40 years, 40 plus years that he was doing financial planning, it was the only time an employer ever like chose his employees over profits. Wow. And so that always stuck out in my dad's head. Yeah, that's nice. You bring up a good point, which is that um, a side point here, aside from the from me trying to comprehend Buddy Bert Jr. and Bert Sr. <laughs> Scribbling this down on a piece of paper in front of me. Um, the Florida angle for Bert is kind of what makes him special to me. He is considered like like so many famous Floridians. He's not a he's not a native Floridian. Uh, so yeah. so many of the great Floridians that there are, and there are so many of them. <laughs> uh, it's like, I'd like to visit that museum yeah. sometime. Yeah, it's, I have it. It's in my <laughs> closet. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> the um uh, he he's from I think he was born in Michigan. He did play football at FSU, which is the rival to my school. And so to some degree yeah. when I was in school in the mid 80s, which is when Bert's career was really in the tank, we derided FSU for that connection. We just thought, you know, that oh, you're the school that Bert Reynolds went to. I mean, we, it's all your fault. And he was a big, he was for a long time, I don't know how long, but for a very long time, was a very active booster. And I remember he bought them 
uh, uniforms for the football team, you know, like oh, the all black uniforms that were so trendy for a while, you know, mm-hmm. which I always hated. That's mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds, stuff like that. There's a Burt Reynolds chair in the theater department, stuff like that. And we would just, as Gators, we would just be like, oh, how pathetic it is that you have Burt Reynolds as an alumni. Stuff like that. I feel, I feel bad for that now. That's only funny. slightly, but still, yeah. nonetheless. <laughs> he did live the rest of his life or, or most of his adult life. Or later adult life, you can, you can pick which one of those phrases works best for you. In in Jupiter, <laughs> Florida, which if you're not familiar with the geography of Florida, and why would you be? It's it's north of Miami on the East Coast. It's in it's like north of Fort Lauderdale. It's a nice little burg. It's an, it has a small town feel to it, but still, you know, very Floridian, very you know, kind of deep South slash Floridian slash. Big money, small town. Have I, have I used enough? Have I covered pretty much everything it could possibly be? I, I feel like so. you've Isn't really it, given us a color. Right, I feel, it. Yeah, it's pink. I'm mainly, painting but. a picture. The picture is completely <laughs> muddled, but nonetheless, uh, that's my yeah. one angle for him. And I think the, Bert the had other, a dinner theater there. He did. The other angle in Florida that's kind of infamous. He was. Uh, he had a restaurant in Tampa. He didn't have a restaurant, but he was a big patron of a restaurant in Tampa where I used to live called Malio's, which I think the restaurant's still there, but it's not in the same location as when during the Burt years. But it was a famous South Tampa restaurant that my when when I was married for the second time, my in-laws, every holiday and birthday would get spent at Malio's. It was a real special kind of, you know, institution. And it was covered. The walls were covered with photos of Burt Reynolds. Um, and oh, it turns funny. out what they told me anyway, I don't know if this is true and I didn't have enough time to, to check it and I'm not sure where I would check it, but his marriage to Lonnie Anderson, which only lasted, I think about five years in the late eighties to like 88 to 93. One of the reasons why, why, why it's, it's said to have been given up is that he had a, uh, affair with a cocktail waitress and that cocktail waitress. Um, oh, Malios, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not hundred okay. percent sure that's true. That story has been told to me a dozen times, but it's not the sort of thing that that restaurant puts on their, uh, you know. That's <laughs> not no, on the front page of the menu. Home yeah. of the slutty cocktail <laughs> yeah. waitresses. Check out our cocktail waitresses. Burt <laughs> yeah. Reynolds did. So <laughs> it's good enough and, for Burt, probably. And I don't know you. if you guys remember this, also from the mid '80s when the USFL. The United States Football League was around. Yeah. Oh, sure. He was a part owner of the Tampa franchise, which was known as the Bandits. That's uh, right. Uh, yeah. And we had the uh, LA Express. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there was always that one guy who had the LA Express shirt on at school. It's like, yep. so much better than they're so much better than the Rams. You don't even know. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even care, dude. <laughs> I liked, we had season tickets. My dad and I. Of course you did, Steve. Well, but you know, it, was, it was ridiculous, though. It was ridiculous because it was it was summer football, which in Florida is never a good idea. But uh, yeah, I've yeah, been same told thing with you LA. should not go outside. Yeah, yeah you should not go outside in the summer. Many many a weekend afternoons were spent getting sunburned at Tampa Stadium, watching the Bandits, and uh, where Steve Spurrier coached, and uh, Jerry Reed, you know, Bert's old friend, yeah. wrote, wrote the fight song for the Bandits called Bandit Ball. Oh, that's funny. That's yeah. funny. I mean, talk about talk a little bit about Jerry, him and Jerry Reed in yeah. Smoking the Bandit. 
I, I think probably half of the country watched Smoking the Bandit this weekend. Everybody who has Amazon Prime realized yeah. they could stream it for free. So I can't remember the last time I saw that all the way through. But oh, I can't. Realize... I have the DVD. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> I love that I, I mean, I've seen it. I haven't seen it a long time, and I'm like, this is just one big car chase, and it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's great. I mean, it's, it doesn't try and be anything more than that. It's like, oh, I picked up a girl. She's in a wedding dress. I'm not going to ask a whole lot of questions. I'm just going to give her a nickname, and then we're going <laughs> to yep. drive to drive to where we're going. It wasn't a nickname. How dare you? It was a handle. I'm sorry. Frog. It was a handle. Jeez. Because <laughs> oh, he'd like to jump her. Yeah. <laughs> really? There's, there's so many. Got great That's legs. what he says. Because you, you got great legs. You hop around a lot and I want to jump you. See, there were so many <laughs> jokes I didn't get when I saw it the first time. Because we were, what, 11 years old? Yeah. 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 And my mom dragged me to see it three times because back in those days, my dad was an air conditioning repairman. He was like a refrigeration expert. And he primarily worked okay. for movie theaters. So any movie theater he worked for, we pretty much could get into for free. So when Spokey when Sm- when, Sp- oh. when Spokey and the Bandit, when Smokey and the Bandit, <laughs> Spokey is the in the Bandit is the porn version. The um, when the movie was out, Pokey and the Bandit, Pokey and the Bandit. Uh, she loved it, and so we went and saw it probably like twice a week for a month. So to me, like, oh, Mrs. Spears, you're back again yeah. with your young offspring. <laughs> right this way. Is he like your free popcorn? Yes. He still doesn't know what jump you means, does he? Nope. But, um, <laughs> but, but to me, that's one of the things about Burt Reynolds, to me, was always like my parents' actor. Like, I, oh, it funny. T- it took a while for me to like to adjust to him and get my own relationship with him for lack of a weirder way of saying that it wasn't through smoking the bandit it was when i think when i was in college and my fraternity brothers were like we got to watch this i'm like what is it it's a movie from 1974 it's called the longest yard he's trying to escape shit officer crew i'm talking to you crew he's trying to escape here shoot him Crew! You gonna let him get away? Shoot him! Crew! Shoot him, you crew! Shoot him! Crew! Kill him! Kill a son of a bitch! Shoot him! Game mode. Stick this in your trophy case. And, and we used oh, to watch yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. We used to watch The young, Longest Yard. I guarantee there was more screenings of the longest yard in the eighties than there ever were in the seventies. Oh yeah. I well, it was actually on stuff. TV all the time too. Cause I remember yeah. seeing it on TV. So good. Cause it was always censored. I think you broke his fricking neck. Yeah, I think you broke yeah. his fricking neck. Oh my. Like, I don't think he said fricking. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I was, I was all in on Bert, man. I was, I uh, smoking the bandit. I wanted the mustache for a while. I actually wanted to be a long distance trucker. I kid you not. Cause I loved that movie so much. And in the end, if you remember, it was the snowman who was the hero. He was the one that did the final push to get him through to get him across the goal line. Right. So yeah, I was, I was all in. I loved it. Oh God. I loved that movie. And I, and you know, That's and I was so a big funny. fan of his for years with all of his movies in the eighties. Well, I shouldn't say all of them. 
he came out with some stinkers in the eighties. Oh, uh yeah. I was going to last <laughs> night I was gonna I was gonna drop plank down my money and watch Stroker Ace and then I watched the trailer and I read the plot story. I'm like, I can't do it. I cannot do it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't sit through an hour and a half of Jim Neighbors yolting it up and Lonnie Anderson's dress blowing around. I'm like, no, yeah. we're not going yeah. there. So let's shift in a little bit and talk about his movies in the eighties because he did I think this is a conservative guess. 20 movies where he has a, yeah. a notable presence and then maybe another five where wow. he has a like a, a wink wink cameo where he walks in front of a car, another car or something like that but but 20 i wouldn't say solid efforts <laughs> I, I, <laughs> some of them are very low 20 paychecks 20 paychecks for sure. 20 paychecks do you have? I mean, I think we all would have to hey, agree. Book the gig, man. Book the gig. Cannonball Run has got to be of all of them has got to be the, the the biggest classic, right? In the eighties of his eighties um, films, yeah, I would say because the original Smoking the Bandit was in the seventies. So yeah. yeah, and I think his eighties stuff kind of when you're talking about his eighties stuff, it's his partnership with Hal Needham in the eighties that he was best known for. That also yeah. took a turn for the worse with you know Smoking the Bandit two and. You know some of the others, but um, Cannonball, Cannonball Run, Run yeah, to, I think, yeah, Cannonball Run. Yeah, I mean, I, we, I feel like we have to at least let me just rewind to the seventies for just a second. We have to mention Deliverance. Oh, I God, mean, yeah. never saw it. You, you gotta at least we have to at least mention Deliverance. You never no, saw, I never it. saw it. First explorer saw this country. Saw it just like us in a canoe. I can imagine how they felt. Yeah. We beat it, didn't we? <laughs> Did we beat that? You don't beat it. You don't beat this river. Wow. I don't know why. Oh, wow. Okay. I do something about I just Well, I know why. <laughs> well, why? Why do you think why? Because <laughs> you're like, I don't want to see that scene. Well, I don't want to see. I, there's nothing. If you describe the movie to me, there's nothing about it that I want to see, period. I'm like, oh, it's a, it sounds awful. I mean, I know it's not. I know it's a classic. I know he's great in it, but I don't want to watch it. <laughs> well, but that's the thing is it's so different from what he's well known for. I think that's why it's yeah, worth mentioning right. is, you know, I mean, that that put him on the map, but then Smoking the Bandit like took him to a whole nother place. Sure. Yeah, because he'd done some TV before all that, but nothing had ever yeah, really panned yeah. out. But so the 80s come around and he's on top of the world. Because let's face it, between, the, between Smoking the Bandit, like between 1978 and 1983 or so, He's literally the hottest star on the planet. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. one of the world's most recognizable people. Right. Yeah. He's got the stash. He's got the, the Trans Am. Everything about him is aces. And then he gives us Smoking the Bandit 2, which I can't remember a thing about. Oh, I do, unfortunately. Really? Oh, yeah. If it's I, not good. It's, it's not good. It's the one where he's given up and he actually... He put out a record or something, and everybody's giving him grief, and so he's going to take an elephant. <laughs> he put out a record. I think it was like let's get let's get drunk and do something stupid or something like that. I can't remember the exact title. But then they decide they're going to take a pregnant elephant across country for biginess and littleness. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, uh, but the, the Trans Am. Uh, that's more than I wanted to know. Yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many of us wanted to have a Trans Am only because? Of smoking the bandit. Well, it had to have the the, the sticker on well, the hood. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, 
You gotta have yeah. the I mean, eagle. Was there any yeah. car that you ever wanted in your life more than that car at that time in your life? Ooh, that's a good question. Maybe not Brad. Brad's kind of weird about cars, so we're gonna ignore Brad's re- <laughs> reply. <laughs> I'll recuse myself. From no, this I, say, I, mean, I think did. at that time in my life, I wanted the Firebird. Right. I had, I had. I used to have dreams where I had it. Like my parents had given it to me. I mean, not not the exact car, but yeah. you know, you know that car. And the dreams were so vivid that when I would wake up in the morning, I would race to the window to look out in the driveway and see it, and it wasn't there. And oh to this God. day, I still have that dream <laughs> like about once a year that I'm like 15 years old and my parents just told me I got, you know, the Smokey and the Bandit car and I raced to yeah. the window to see it. And nowadays I don't race to do anything, but still the dream <laughs> remains the same. Aww. So Cannonball runs there. I, let, let me run down the list of the 80s movies real quick. And let, tell yeah. me who remembers. I mean, not only remembers them, but you actually saw it and you remember it. Okay, ready? So you had Rough Cut. Anyone remember that one? No. Nope. 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 Documented, mm-hmm. we've covered. Cannonball Run, we've covered. Paternity. No. I was too young for uh, that. That came out nope. in like 81 That's or what something. Saying. I, I yeah. guarantee you, my mom, I, my mom yeah. saw it three times. I guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, not, did not bring <laughs> me along for that one. <laughs> Probably. Sharky's Machine. Nope. I never saw it, but I always remember the the trailer. Nobody leans on Sharky's machine. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but okay. okay. Here comes the next one. This is a big one. The best little whorehouse in Texas. Yes. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen it in theaters. It's My dad not did. good. No, it's terrible. <laughs> oh, Ed Earl, I like a lot of things, but these afternoons with you have got to top the list. Yeah. Well, sing it to me, honey. <laughs> I like fancy frilly things High heel shoes and diamond rings Ragtime bands and western swing And sneaking around with you Well I like beer and rodeos Detective books and dominoes Football games and cheerios Cheerio? And sneaking around with you Sneaking around with you Going around I could see where it would be good on stage <clears throat> Maybe Maybe <laughs> Mm. Just didn't didn't, didn't, work. didn't work. Okay, didn't next work. one. Best friends with Goldie Hawn. No, I didn't see it. Never saw it. Tell you, <clears throat> I don't remember he was this our one. Parents actor, not ours. For so much of the yeah. 80s. um, we we catch up to yeah. him. We catch up to him a little bit with the next movie, Stroker Ace. Fastest chicken in the south. Fastest chicken in the south. Right, I've got fastest chicken in the south on my car. Oh, yes. That guy was just clucking at me. Go out there and whoop him. I'm not going to have fastest chicken in the south on my car. Yes, you are. What? It's in your contract. Arnold. There you go, page 417. Paragraph A, subparagraph B, little letter C. I saw that probably just as much because Lonnie Anderson was in it as Bert was in it. I had a big old crush on Lonnie. <laughs> You're not alone. It's not. It's horrible, but in a but in a way that our tender teenage minds could wrap themselves around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't bring. Like I said, I couldn't bring myself to watch it the other night. And when I was looking through this this list, what did you just read? What was the, what was it? Um, best yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah best friends. Best friends. <clears throat> my my mind immediately went to um, Murphy's Romance. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
which is Sally Field and James Garner, yeah. not not. Uh, which is, by the way, very not Goldie Hawn and I, I really did love and Murphy's Romance. Oh, Murphy's Romance, fantastic. James Garner's great. Yeah, Smoking a Minute Three, which I, until now I never realized was made. Yeah, uh, the man who loved women. Nope. You'd think that I would have watched something with a title like this, but it, yet I, it escapes me <laughs> somehow. Cannibal Cannibal Run Two, which we all admit is a piece of shit. Yes, right? but I saw it in theaters. We actually have had at least one one reader or one listener has written in and said that they that is their favorite. Oh, what? Movie. I think it might be Dave Dirt. I think Dave Dirt Cannibal prefers Run that to the original. Uh, well, there's uh-huh. always that. Uh-huh. Dave I, Dirt? You know, Missouri. I don't know. <laughs> it's hot there in the summer. All they have to root for is the Cardinals, which apparently he's at every one of their games because that's <laughs> all I ever see on Facebook is what is Dave Dirt at Cardinals games. Yep. Uh, it's part of the carefully curated online presence. Yeah, he's he's crafting an image for sure. Stick? Am I reading that right, or am I just drinking too much? Nope. Stick. Stick. But you skipped City Heat, which was Clinton Burt in a buddy comedy, which I saw in theaters as well. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, how was that? It's not good. It's you know, Clint <laughs> plays good. the hard boiled uh, cop who's got the one punch knockout, and uh, Burt is the the private detective who's kind of along for. The, it it was yeah it had a lot of like there was one scene where stereotypes um, yeah and there's one scene where you know Bert's always it was all in the side right there it was all in the side well because I'm thinking about this scene where Bert pulls out a gun because he's kind of mocking Clint for the having the long 44 Magnum kind of like long gun and then Clint pulls out a super long barreled gun and it's just like oh you know it's just it kind of plays on that stuff it's not that good that's about all the time that film deserves. The more you describe it, the more I actually kind of want to see it. <laughs> okay. Stick, and then we go to heat, and then so three, three, three one-worders in a row. Stick, heat, and Malone. Ring a bell with anybody? Okay. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to dump on the man. Nope. No. He had a great career. I wish my no. career was as, was as shitty as Burt Reynolds. Let's just put it that way. Uh, Rent-a-cop. Now, this was an infamous dog. I don't know. No, I'm I'm not getting any of this. You're making me feel bad. We're gonna break the streak right now. Uh, switching channels came next. I actually did see this movie about two or three times on cable. Uh, Christopher yeah. Reeve, Kathleen Turner, yeah, HBO special. Yeah, I've seen that one too. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. so, but was it that what it was, or was that just how good it yeah. was? Yeah. Well, no, it was just it was on HBO all the time, oh, and you know it. when you're whatever, oh, 15, 16, you had nothing but time. Well, it was a little later, a little older, yeah. so. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course I'll watch this stupid movie for the 834th time. Why not? Yeah. yeah. And then he finishes up with physical evidence breaking in. And then he plays the voice of Charlie B. Barkin in All Dogs Go to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things that are not a dog, Stuck in the 80s is happy to announce that we have another new sponsor. It's Game Time. Game Time! Excellent! The top destination for last-minute tickets to sporting events, concerts, and shows. Unlike Ticketmaster and StubHub, who overwhelm their users with cumbersome choices. Cumbersome is not a word I would normally use. So I'm guessing I just cut and pasted that from the original text. GameTime curates only the best value tickets. and makes the experience incredibly fast and easy. Uh, And to make selecting tickets even easier, GameTime shows you the actual high-res photo of the view from your seat which actually that would be helpful 
That's kind of nice. Yeah, that I is like nice. That. Uh, yeah. Uh, plus, there's the game time guarantee, the infamous, I should say, the infamous. It's better than famous. <laughs> game time guarantee. <laughs> game time guarantees you'll get your tickets in time, and they'll be valid for entry. If not, they'll locate comparable replacement tickets, which, by the way, was the name of my uh, solo album back in 1988, <laughs> or give you a 100% <laughs> refund. Uh, get started today. You can just download the app for your iPhone or Android phone. Uh, I'm telling you right now, I'm using this sucker to get tickets to the Toto Show later this fall in Orlando as soon as we finish today's podcast, which will never end. It won't. Because we just had the to cover- show or our podcast. Uh, I don't know what you're saying. Don't slice hairs. <laughs> of course, we have a deal for you, too. Because I'm reading from text, I can tell you that for $15, $15 is pretty, you know, that's a lot of money these days. That, that'll get you a bottle of uh, Ev Williams, or so I hear. For $15 <laughs> off your first purchase, visit usegametime.com slash 80s and use the promo code 80s. At this point, I hand off to my co-host Brad because he must spell out the entire call to action. Listeners, of course we have a deal for you too. <laughs> <laughs> for fifteen dollars off your first purchase, visit use game time U-S-E-G-A-M-E-T-I-M-E dot C O M slash eight zero S and get fifteen dollars off your first purchase. Did we mention that part? Fifteen dollars? Fifteen dollars. Offers only valid for first time customers. Fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. American money. Fifteen big ones. You know what else for fifteen dollars will buy you? The Seggies. Hey, before we dive into I Want My Mystery TV theme song, uh, let's talk about Burt Post-80s for a second. I, there's a couple high watermarks. Should, I shouldn't use uh, hurricane puns right now. <laughs> this is something that's going to come back. Insensitive. No, I know. This, it was about this time last year that we had to cancel the show for two weeks because I had no power. So trust me, I, yeah. someone, I feel, I feel your pain, uh, Carolinas. I thought maybe you were making a deliverance joke. No, be no deliverance jokes. Bert had some success on TV in the late '80s, early '90s. BL Striker. Anybody remember that? It lasted one season in 1989. Yeah, I blinked and I missed. Yes, it. I know. I had a life too. Yeah. Evening Shade in the early '90s. Again, my mom. I yeah, that, that I remember. My mom loved it. This is really a show for my mom. This should be the Mother's Day show. Uh, I mean, the Evening Shade ran for what? <laughs> it ran for three or four years. Oh, so yeah. it wasn't like oh, you no. know, oh, they shot yeah. a pilot and he won. That was around. He won an Emmy for that. I mean, there's no, there's no small, yeah. no small potatoes. And then I think we all have to agree, Boogie Nights, 1997, just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Playing the longtime director of. Porn movies and now trying to struggle with how the the industry is changing. Yeah, he was fantastic. Amazing. He was nominated for an Oscar for a supporting actor. Uh, can anybody remember who he lost out to? Ninety seven. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't remember. Robin Williams for Goodwill Hunting. Oh wow. Oh, nice. Goodwill Hunting. Sure. That's, that's, you know what's yeah. I, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Is, yeah. You could make a long, long list of amazing actors who lost out on the. Oscar, they really should have earned because somebody had, somebody just pulled something out of their, you know, yeah, and just like, like, well, you're not going to beat Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. Well, you're not going to beat such and such and so and so. I mean, just yeah, you know, for every Boogie Nights, there's just there's always that one like, oh my god, out of nowhere, that's the only movie he was ever going to win an Oscar for, and he so they gave it to him kind of thing. 
Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I think we switched to the Seggies and uh, so let's give this a shot now. Um, I want my mystery TV theme song. You know the drill here. We're going to play a snippet of a theme song from the 80s. So no evening shade. Could be BL, BL Striker, though. But what kind of fool would actually tell you that ahead of time? And how many of us would actually know that that was the actual theme song? So there you go. Anyway, pay attention. Here was the Mystery TV theme song from last week. That's Growing Pains. Show me that smile again. Don't waste Never watched that show. I, I saw it a few times. Was no, Alan Thicke on the yes. Yeah, that's the Alan Thicke is the dad. Okay. Because my high school one time to make money, when Alan Thicke had a TV show, they would pay people to come and sit in the audience. Yeah. And my my like elementary night. school. Yeah. And they, they brought us down to be it's like seat fillers in the audience. All these like middle school kids. It was the dumbest thing, but <laughs> my school was so broke. <laughs> like we don't know who any of these people are. No. Yeah. When the applause light goes on, you all clap. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Brad, read the winners. Some of the winners. Winners this week include Tim from Toadsuck, Joseph Perdue, Chris B. Critter, Brock in North Dakota, (laughs) Alan Titus, Tom Korn in Austria, Jazz Melmer, David Sensei in Tokyo, Marie Mueller, Rock the Good Egg, Jesse Elgato Grande Smith, Dave Dirt, Brian in San Francisco, and DJ and Clinton. We haven't heard from uh, Rock the Good Egg in a while. That's kind of nice to see his name there. Yeah. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Okay, time to spin the wheel and find out who won the uh, bottle opener. Drew, do you want to spin it this week? Yeah, I'm feeling super strong today, guys. I'm going to give it a good spin. Here we go. Yeah. Wow. What was that? Saucy. <laughs> you rocked the good egg. Uh, let's see. Who's, who's going to land on um, Dave Dirt? Well, that's that seems nice of us since we just uh, disparaged your entire... <laughs> Hometown, and hometown, your <laughs> online yeah, presence, no. and your favorite baseball team. I like the Cardinals. I got no problem with the Cardinals. They used to train in St. Petersburg. Dave, I'm sure we have your snail mail. Snail mail. I'm not allowed to say that anymore. The postal service. Your your mailing address. Your Send us a mailing address. address. Send us your postal. I check. By the way, I check my mail, my postal mail, my postal mail once a week at at most. Just saying. Do you have a locking mailbox? Yeah, yeah. It's, I live in like a townhome community. They're all like, you know. Uh, if I left my mail in the mailbox for a week, it'd all be gone. <laughs> They're oh, welcome really? to it. There's <laughs> nothing in there. Uh, yeah. Send us your uh, postal address. And we, I'm, I'm not making fun of postal people. The, the guy who delivers us our mail is amazing. And, he, and we get our mail at nine in the morning. So what can I Jeez, Steve, it's okay. You can... Quit with the guilt. You're I'm just, okay. I'm having a kind of a rough day here, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's, just switch to Sanka, so I have a heart. I don't know where my friends are anymore. You guys are all getting together. It's a little boy like you doing with big boy smut <laughs> like this. You guys you guys are all getting together this weekend in, in LA, right? Not not Spearsy. Yes. Not invited. Yeah. You, you, you can, that is you a lie. Invited. That is a lie. You invited? 
I, I get no time off from work. I get no paid time off where I work right now. So um, I, I reserved the little girl's room for you. Yes. Great. I need those kind of nightmares. Uh, anyway, we were, we were going somewhere with this show. Uh, let me see if I can st- steer it back on track. Like I'm driving to the liquor store. Uh, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery TV theme song. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com and tune in next month, maybe, to find out if you're a winner. We'll be right back after this uh, emergency commercial break. No little cinnamon gum freshens breath longer than Big Red. So kiss a little longer, laugh a little longer, stay close a little longer, longer with Big Red. That Big Red freshness pass right through it. Your fresh breath goes on and on while you chew it. Say goodbye a little longer, make it last a little longer. Give your breath long lasting freshness with Big Red. And we're back. And we have just a few minutes left. Last week, we had a show about cover songs, which is not related to this at all. But at one point, we (laughs) we had a PPTMN question asking us what songs drove us batshit crazy. And we all listed our own particular songs. Drew, do you have a song that from the 80s that drives you batshit crazy that you just can't listen to anymore? I don't want to put you on the spot. Yeah, we've talked about it before. No, we've talked about it before. The one I just can't stand, and I feel bad now because you're friends with her, but Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. I explained why. I have my reasons. <laughs> yeah, she's the great. She's the greatest, though, I will admit. Uh, I know. She seems really nice, and if I ever meet her, I will not bring it up. But yeah, that's yeah, the song. I will just leave that one over well, the side. Well, she didn't write it, so I kind of think she doesn't care that much, but... Well, it's not even her fault. I mean, it's not her fault that I hate the song. It's just because Disney made me use it for every damn sizzle piece that I had to cut for like 10 years. So I just can't stand the song. Don't blame Disney. That's the reason. I'm just saying. Uh, Some readers wrote in with their songs that drive us bat, that drive them batship, batship, batship. Pronunciation problems are getting out of control these days. Uh, Brad, take over. Okay, so here's what we got from people who wrote about songs that make them batship crazy. (laughs) Chip and Marilyn writes, the song which has lost its shine with me is Money for Nothing by Dire Straits. Uh It's not a bad song, really. I do remember a time when I did like it, but I guess when you've heard it enough times, you start to feel that cringe when you hear the ephemeral. I want my MTV. And you reach out to switch the channel. I liked it enough to include it on my original 80s playlist when I started using an iPod, but after a while, I found myself skipping past it whenever it came up. The weird thing is, I've never deleted it. It's still there in the playlist. I guess it's like a relationship that's run its course, but you just don't have the will to end it. <laughs> Hear you. <ya. laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. Oh, oh. Release my the hounds. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Peter Ryan uh, also wrote in, he said... Quote, as per what song drives me batship crazy, Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. <laughs> Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston tops the list. So overplayed in its day and even today. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. Peter, you can't be, your opinion yeah. cannot be wrong. <laughs> John Demacus writes, Hey guys, the song that drives me batshit crazy, I'm sorry, the song that drives me batship crazy <laughs> is She Must Be Somebody's Baby by Jackson Brown. This is so overplayed over the years that I can honestly say 
I've turned it off more times than I've heard it. The sound of it literally makes me ill. Uh, really, John? Literally John, makes you ill? I am, literally. I am right there with you. I you vomit when it comes on? Does it give you a fever? Yes. I hate I, this. I, I, kinda, I still like it. I have no problem with it. But the next one. <laughs> I think we can all get on board this next group here. David Parrott writes in four words. Living on a prayer. <laughs> My wife and I were on vacation and found ourselves at a festival last weekend. We were having a great time. And then they played that damn song. I thought my wife was going to lose her lunch. <laughs> Base note also jumps on the train. The song that has been driving me bat crap crazy because of overplay on the radio is Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. I used to love this song, but now I immediately switch the station when it comes on. I'm also pretty much over anything by John Cougar Mellencamp. Being in the Midwest, he has played way too much. And then uh, Dave August, never to be left out of something like this, also wants to chime in. Uh, any song off of Slippery When Wet? Uh, why does wow, a lot of Bon yeah, Jovi? Why does every '80s montage he says <laughs> have to have "Living on a Goddamn Prayer"? Look, Johnny still <laughs> works in the docks and probably plays the song through the same cassette player in the same 1983 Camaro. The only difference is the Jersey mullet is no longer business in the front because all that hair is gone and part of the head now is covered by a Gallagher cap. Uh, and Gina left him long ago for his cousin. Well, there we go. Nice, Augie. Ooh. Ooh, that got dark. So do we have like a scientific result of, uh, therefore, what song drives us uh, most batship crazy? I think that <laughs> I think that this highly scientific see who emails us process has led us to the place where we can declare officially the batshit crazy song of Stuck in the 80s is now and will forever be living on a prayer. It's nice when we can use uh, four or five emails to dictate the uh, opinion of the entire Stuck in the 80s nation. <laughs> It just shows how easily we're swayed. Speaking of a prayer, the family of Burt Reynolds deserves ours right about now. Thanks for everything you gave us, Burt. The movies, the laughs, the comebacks. To us, you'll always be tough as nails. In a 2005 interview, when promoting the reboot of The Longest Yard, Burt talked about his career with complete humility. Quote, my career has been like a heart attack victims. I was down at the bottom of the cellar and came back to the top. Now with the longest yard, this picture is like deliverance of this period of my life. I'll either come out of it looking like the old man of the century or I'll come out of it with a pop. The reporter asked if he would ever hang up on acting and call it a day. Burt replied, quote, yeah, I'm going to retire hopefully like Cary Grant did, working. I'll be on stage telling a story. Everyone's going to applaud and laugh and then I'll drop like a rock. Burt will miss you. You and all the cannonball runs, the epic treks in a Trans Am, the trips down a river, the women, the stories, the laughs. You were macho before our generation even knew what that word meant. And if you'll grant us the slight deviation from a regular sign-off, you're too much of a legend to ever be hopelessly stuck in the 80s. They call you the bandit. They call you They call you the bandit. They call you the bandit.